part three signor formica chapter three section two of weird tales by e t a hoffman translated by j t bealby this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine part three signor formica chapter three section two meanwhile old capuzzi had not been content with the aria which salvator had requested him to give but carried away by his musical madness he went on singing or rather screeching without intermission working his way through the most awful recitatives from one execrable scene to another he must have been going on for nearly two hours when he sank back in his chair breathless and with his face as red as a cherry and just at this same time also salvator had so far worked out his sketch that the figures began to wear a look of vitality and the whole viewed at a little distance had the appearance of a finished work i have kept my word with respect to the spinet my dear signor pasquale breathed salvator in the old man's ear he started up as if awakening out of a deep sleep immediately his glance fell upon the painted instrument which stood directly opposite him then opening his eyes wide as if he saw a miracle and jauntily throwing his conical hat on the top of his wig he took his crutch-stick under his arm made one bound to the spinet tore the lid off the hinges and holding it above his head ran like a madman out of the room down the stairs and away away out of the house altogether followed by the hearty laughter of dame caterina and both her daughters the old miser said salvator knows very well that he has only to take yon painted lid to count colonna or to my friend rossi and he will at once get forty ducats for it or even more salvator and antonio then both deliberated how they should carry out the plan of attack which was to be made when night came we shall soon see what the two adventurers resolved upon and what success they had in their adventure as soon as it was dark signor pasquale after locking and bolting the door of his house carried the little monster of an eunuch home as usual the whole way the little wretch was whining and growling complaining that not only did he sing capuzzi's arias till he got catarrh in the throat and burn his fingers cooking the macaroni but he had now to lend himself to duties which brought him nothing but sharp boxes of the ear and rough kicks which mariana lavishly distributed to him as soon as ever he came near her old capuzzi consoled him as well as he could promising to provide him an ampler supply of sweetmeats than he had hitherto done indeed as the little man would know-how cease his growling and querulous complaining pasquale even laid himself under the obligation to get a natty abbot's coat made for the little torment out of an old black plush waistcoat which he the dwarf had often set covetous eyes upon he demanded a wig and a sword as well parleying upon these points they arrived at the via borgognona for that was where Piricinaccio dwelt only four doors from salvator the old man set the dwarf cautiously down and opened the street door and then the dwarf on in front they both began to climb up the narrow stairs which were more like a rickety ladder for hens and chickens than steps for respectable people 
but they had hardly mounted half-way up when a terrible racket began up above and the coarse voice of some wild drunken fellow was heard cursing and swearing and demanding to be shown the way out of the damned house pitichinaccio squeezed himself close to the wall and entreated capuzzi in the name of all the saints to go on first but before capuzzi had ascended two steps the fellow who was up above came tumbling headlong downstairs caught hold of the old man and whisked him away like a whirlwind out through the open door below into the middle of the street there they both lay capuzzi at bottom and the drunken brute like a heavy sack on top of him the old gentleman screamed piteously for help two men came up at once and with considerable difficulty freed him from the heavy weight lying upon him the other fellow as soon as he was lifted up reeled away cursing good god what's happened to you signor pasquale what are you doing here at this time of night what big quarrel have you been getting mixed up in in that house there thus asked salvator and antonio for that is who the two men were oh i shall die groaned capuzzi that son of the devil has crushed all my limbs i can't move let me look said antonio feeling all over the old gentleman's body and suddenly he pinched his right leg so sharply that capuzzi screamed out aloud by all the saints cried antonio in consternation by all the saints my dear signor pasquale you've broken your right leg in the most dangerous place if you don't get speedy help you will within a short time be a dead man or at any rate be lame all your life long a terrible scream escaped the old man's breast calm yourself my dear sir continued antonio although i'm now a painter i haven't altogether forgotten my surgical practice we will carry you to salvator's house and i will at once bind up my dear signor antonio whined capuzzi you nourish hostile feelings towards me i know but broke in salvator this is now no longer the time to talk about enmity you are in danger and that is enough for honest antonio to exert all his skill on your behalf lay hold friend antonio gently and cautiously they lifted up the old man between them him screaming with the unspeakable pain caused by his broken leg and carried him to salvator's dwelling dame caterina said that she had had a foreboding that something was going to happen and so she had not gone to bed as soon as she caught sight of the old gentleman and heard what had befallen him she began to heap reproaches upon him for his bad conduct i know she said i know very well signor pasquale who you've been taking home again now that you've got your beautiful niece mariana in the house with you you think you've no further call to have women-folk about you and you treat that poor peticinaccio both shameful and infamous putting him in petticoats but look to it every house has its skeleton why if you have a girl about you don't you need women-folk cut your clothes according to your cloth and don't you require anything either more or less from your mariana than what is right don't lock her up as if she were a prisoner nor make your house a dungeon if you are in the stream you had better swim with it you have a beautiful niece and you must alter your ways to suit her that is you must only do what she wants you to do but you were an ungallant and hard-hearted man ay and even in love and jealous as well they say which i hope at your years is not true your pardon for telling it all straight out to you but 
when there's bile in the heart there can't be honey in the mouth so now if you don't die of your broken leg which at your great age is not at all unlikely let this be a warning to you and leave your niece free to do what she likes and let her marry the fine young gentleman as i know very well and so the stream went on uninterruptedly while salvator and antonio cautiously undressed the old gentleman and put him to bed dame caterina's words were like knives cutting deeply into his breast but whenever he attempted to intervene antonio signed to him that all speaking was dangerous and so he had to swallow his bitter gall at length salvator sent dame caterina away to fetch some ice-cold water that antonio wanted salvator and antonio satisfied themselves that the fellow who had been sent to pichichinaccio's house had done his duty well notwithstanding the apparently terrible fall capuzzi had not received the slightest damage beyond a slight bruise or two antonio put the old gentleman's right foot in splints and bandaged it up so tight that he could not move then they wrapped him up in cloths that had been soaked in ice-cold water as a precaution they alleged against inflammation so that the old gentleman shook as if with the ague my good signor antonio he groaned feebly tell me if it is all over with me must i die compose yourself replied antonio if you will only compose yourself signor pasquale as you have come through the first dressing with so much nerve and without fainting i think we may say that the danger is past but you will require the most attentive nursing at present we mustn't let you out of the doctor's sight oh antonio whined the old gentleman you know how i like you how highly i esteem your talents don't leave me give me your dear hand so you won't leave me will you my dear good antonio although i am now no longer a surgeon said antonio although i've quite given up that hated trade yet i will in your case signor pasquale make an exception and will undertake to attend you for which i shall ask nothing except that you give me your friendship your confidence again you were a little hard upon me say no more lisped the old gentleman not another word my dear antonio your niece will be half dead with anxiety said antonio again at your not returning home you are considering your condition brisk and strong enough and so as soon as day dawns will carry you home to your own house there i will again look at your bandage and arrange your bed as it ought to be and give your niece her instructions so that you may soon get well again the old gentleman heaved a deep sigh and closed his eyes remaining some minutes without speaking then stretching out his hand towards antonio he drew him down close beside him and whispered it was only a jest that you had with mariana was it not my dear sir one of those merry conceits that young folks have think no more about that signor pasquale replied antonio your niece did it is true strike my fancy but i have now quite different things in my head and to confess honestly to it i am very pleased that you did return a sharp answer to my foolish suit i thought i was in love with your mariana but what i really saw in her was only a fine model for my magdalene and this probably explains how it is that now that my picture is finished i feel quite indifferent towards her antonio cried the old man in a strong voice antonio you glorious fellow what comfort you give me what help what consolation 
now that you don't love marianna i feel as if all my pain had gone why i declare signor pasquale said salvator if we didn't know you to be a grave and sensible man with a true perception of what is becoming to your years we might easily believe that you were yourself by some infatuation in love with your niece of sixteen summers again the old gentleman closed his eyes and groaned and moaned at the horrible pain which now returned with redoubled violence the first red streaks of morning came shining in through the window antonio announced to the old gentleman that it was now time to take him to his own house in the via ripetta signor pasquale's reply was a deep and piteous sigh salvator and antonio lifted him out of bed and wrapped him in a wide mantle which had belonged to dame caterina's husband and which she lent them for this purpose the old gentleman implored them by all the saints to take off the villainous cold bandages in which his bald head was swathed and to give him his wig and plumed hat and also if it were possible antonio was to put his moustache a little in order that mariana might not be too much frightened at sight of him two porters with a litter were standing already before the door dame caterina still storming at the old man and mixing a great many proverbs in her abuse carried down the bed in which they then carefully packed him and so accompanied by salvator and antonio he was taken home to his own house no sooner did mariana see her uncle in this wretched plight than she began to scream whilst a torrent of tears gushed from her eyes without noticing her lover who had come along with him she grasped the old man's hands and pressed them to her lips bewailing the terrible accident that had befallen him so much pity had the good child for the old man who plagued and tormented her with his amorous folly yet at this same moment the inherent nature of woman asserted itself in her for it only required a few significant glances from salvator to put her in full possession of all the facts of the case now for the first time she stole a glance at the happy antonio blushing hotly as she did so and a pretty sight it was to see how a roguish smile gradually routed and broke through her tears salvator at any rate despite the magdalene had not expected to find the little maiden half so charming or so sweetly pretty as he now really discovered her to be and whilst almost feeling inclined to envy antonio his good fortune he felt that it was all the more necessary to get poor mariana away from her hateful uncle let the cost be what it might signor pasquale forgot his trouble in being received so affectionately by his lovely niece which was indeed more than he deserved he simpered and pursed up his lips so that his moustache was all of a totter and groaned in wine not with pain but simply and solely with amorous longing antonio arranged his bed professionally and after capuzzi had been laid on it tightened the bandage still more at the same time so muffling up his left leg as well that he had to lay there motionless like a log of wood salvator withdrew and left the lovers alone with their happiness the old gentleman lay buried in cushions moreover as an extra precaution antonio had bound a thick piece of cloth well steeped in water round his head so that he might not hear the lovers whispering together this was the first time they unburdened all their hearts to each other 
swearing eternal fidelity in the midst of tears and rapturous kisses the old gentleman could have no idea of what was going on for marianna ceased not frequently from time to time to ask him how he felt and even permitted him to press her little white hand to his lips when the morning began to be well advanced antonio hastened away to procure as he said all the things that the old gentleman required but in reality to invent some means for putting him at any rate for some hours in a still more helpless condition as well as to consult with salvator what further steps were then to be taken end of part three signor formica chapter three recording by expatriate in bangor maine